Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 10th podcast episode of the BSLI Pre-Fight Checklist. I am your host, Trevor Williams, today, and we have two very special guests today. We have Aaron Freeman and Anna LeBron. I want to start off with Aaron. Please tell me a little bit about yourself today. So I'm Aaron. I'm the, this is my second year, our third year on BSLI, second year leading our, uh, one of our structures teams. Is there anything else you want to know, Trevor? Uh, maybe your majors, give some people some insight and stuff like uh, that. I'm a third year. I just switched my major from aerospace engineering to environmental science. Very nice. Anna, how are you doing today? And tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm doing good in you. Um, so I'm Anna LeBron. I'm a senior and my major is mechanical engineering. And did I have to say something else? Um, how many years have you been part of BSLI? <laughs> okay, so I joined BSLI during my sophomore year. So I've been here three years. Very yes. nice. Well, it's a pleasure to have you all on the show. But I can see, you know, the reason why I have you on the show today goes into today's topic. We're going to be looking at the NASA Structures team and some of the stories that you have been a part of on the, the NASA Structures team, as well as, you know, a previous project, the former 10K team, before it was converted into it. So we're going to try to com combine both of those Structures teams, since you both have some experience on those teams, and, you know, we'll go from there. So for the first question, I will ask Aaron, it would be, why did you choose the Structures sub-team? Out of all the sub-teams we have on BSLI and all the projects, why did you choose, I guess, the NASA Structures as the sub-team of your choice? Well, when I came on it, uh, it wasn't NASA, like you said, it was the, the Spaceport 10K project, but um, I wanted something hands-on. I wanted something you could really see the direct input of, and Structures was there. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, Structures is a really good way to not only get involved with the team, but get involved with, or not only get involved with the rocket, but get involved with the team, because you're, you're with people constantly. It's a good time. Awesome. I couldn't agree more. Anna, what about you? Why did you choose the structures sub team out of all the sub teams we have on BSLI? Why did you choose structures? Well, when I joined, same as Aaron, actually, same year, I think. Um, so I'm also like, I've always been a very hands on person, or I really like to build things and just understand how they work together. And I had never. So I've always been interested in rockets and space, but I hadn't really had experience in it before. And I thought it would be really cool to start with like kind of the skeleton of the rocket or like the main part that holds everything. And I also wanted to like get to know people better. And like sometimes it's good to like do like hands-on stuff with other people. So Fantastic. <laughs> Um, for me, why I ended up choosing structures, I think it was just the, I guess, the excitement of being being able to build the rocket and just getting like the actual component. Because when I first like joined BSLI back in my freshman year, I was like saying, how do I build the rocket? I want to be the guy who works on the structures and like going through the sub teams. I'm like saying, hmm, this seems cool. I don't know if this relates in building the actual physical rocket. And then I heard propulsion, propulsion was cool and all that mm -hmm. stuff. But I was like saying, I think structures is going to be the wheelhouse of my choice. But I want to go to you guys. When you heard structures for the very first time at BSLI, 
what was the first thing that popped in your mind before you had any other meetings? So it was like that introductory meeting and someone told you we have a structures team. Aaron, what was your first reactions to structures? Uh, for the first reaction, I was, I was all in from day one. I was ready. I wanted to it fit the bill for the hands-on. You really got to see also for me who had never been able to do um, any rocketry prior to coming to Ohio State, which I know some high schools uh, actually can do, but unfortunately mine didn't have that situation. But, you know, it was really nice to not only be able to get the hands-on experience of kind of working with it, but also learning a lot more about rocket construction and how they actually, you know, actually about the parts. Because I figured further on when I was still coming in with Arrow, I'd learn how the, you know, the motors and the internal components work. But I saw this as an opportunity to really get a, a good view and good understanding of the exterior. Very nice. Anna, what about you? What were some of your thoughts and reactions when you heard at the presentation, we have a structures team and they built rock, I guess, the structure components of the rockets. So what were some of your initial reactions to that? Well, when I heard that, I was like, yes, I'm going to go into that team 200%. Like, I guess I was... Like, I, I knew I really wanted to join it at first, like, when I heard it, but I guess I was a little scared of it also because I hadn't worked with anything like that before. But that's, like, the very reason why I joined it also because I really wanted to learn, and I feel like that team has a lot to give out to members, and I don't know. I just wanted to learn a lot. <laughs> hey, that's a perfect way to join, like, the, I guess one of the easiest ways to learn about rocketry is, like, can you actually physically build it? I think that's the mm -hmm. easier, one of the easier ways of getting it besides the uh, whole electronics and computer aspect. I think mm -hmm. if you don't have the structure of the rocket, none of the other components make sense and how you fit that in a rocket in general. So I think structure is a great way to start in, but obviously we're all biased towards structures because we all had <laughs> similar experiences to on, I guess, on the structures team. But mm -hmm. Aaron, I want you to take it away say to let the viewers know our beautiful rocketeers what do you do on structures <laughs> so thank you for giving me this question because i've already led this team one year and i'm doing it a second but uh structures like trevor just said we're the the core of the exterior everything if you don't have a structure if you don't have an airframe you don't have a rocket so our primary job is we use uh, primarily fiberglass and an epoxy resin to develop to, and we will wrap that around primarily aluminum mandrels, and that will make us our body tubes. And we traditionally use three of those with a six inch diameter. And that's how we hold, uh, inside of that, we then will hold all of our interior components, whether that be our payload, our avionics bay, uh, recovery systems. So what everybody else works on, our job is to get it in the rocket. Uh, a lot of the components we'll work on is the nose cone, which is a, a long process, but really rewarding when you finally get it done. We'll build the couplers, we'll build the motor tubes, centering rings, fins. Uh, we'll cut holes in the rocket for whatever we need, whether they're static pressure ports or keyholes for the avionics bay. But yeah, structures team, best team. We, uh, <laughs> we build the physical airframe, we build the rocket, and we uh, are one of the top groups for actually, I would say, inter-sub-team uh, cooperation. 
because structures really has to be involved with helping plan integration or really with uh, the way the NASA competition has fueled the payload teams. Uh, there needs, really needs to be open communication to work between those teams to know what our constraints are, uh, what we can do to work together and what we can do to make their lives easier with because they have to develop the payload from scratch and we already have an idea of what we'll do with the airframe. So structure is a really great way to not only get familiar with the rocket, but get familiar with the other teams. A great, fantastic way to put it, Aaron. Anna, do you have anything else you would like to add on top of that with your experience on structures? Um, let me think. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, no. All righty. <laughs> Not at the moment. <laughs> All right, let's 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 roll on to the next question, our next segment. I guess on structures, there's a lot of things that you end up facing. You don't know what could end up happening, but there is always challenges when you're trying to build a rocket. And I want Aaron to take this question and say, what's some of the challenges you faced over the years working on the structures team? Uh, structures, there's never been any super serious issues that we weren't able to overcome. Uh, we're a pretty resilient bunch, and we find a way. Uh, we spent 12 hours, if not more, trying to build a nose cone last year. Went through two, had to build a second one after the first one failed. Um, probably the biggest challenge we've ever faced was actually losing parts on the uh, on launch days. Last year, we had unfortunate issues with our our rocket where we hadn't uh, built the, the compartment for the main chute was not large enough. And as a result, we had to drill new holes into the body tube, which wouldn't have been too much of an issue, but we had also forgotten the right size drill bit. So that kind of put us in a real pickle. Uh, we, not, we now had holes in the rocket for shear pins that were too big for the shear pins that we had to then tape to the rocket hoping they'd work and it just it caused an issue and we unfortunately lost the lost the rocket to those 20 mile an hour winds uh other minor challenges is just trying to stay uh organized we got a big workshop with a lot of materials and just trying to keep on track uh trying to keep everyone safe is always a big one too i know last year our rocket it took till the end of the year but it took blood sweat and tears for me by the end of that semester um, so trying to keep everyone safe, especially now with COVID is a big respect. We don't want anyone getting hurt, whether it's on the power tools or mm -hmm. from the fiberglass or from any of the machines we use, uh, especially with the fiberglass can be a real, uh, can be dangerous, especially once it gets not only the strands, but the dust. And I don't know if Charlie wants me to get into the story here, <laughs> but, uh, I think I'll do it anyway. <laughs> My first year. Uh, so the way we get a smooth finish on the outside of the fiberglass is that we mix fiberglass beads with epoxy to create kind of a melted, half melted soft serve uh, ice cream ice kind cream? of yeah. consistency. And we rub that on the outside of the rocket. So we were at that later stage, uh, my freshman year, coating the rockets, we were about to start sanding it down. And our lead, Anthony, great guy, great lead. Uh, really, we had a great year. Uh, 
Trevor had already had come in early, being the being good guy Trevor as he was. <laughs> had already been standing, so he had his respirator on. He had his arm guards on. He had his apron on. He had his goggles on. Everything you would expect for this kind of a job. And the rest of us came in to do like a build day. So Trevor's just chilling, and Anthony goes, "Okay, I'm gonna go get the 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 box of all the fiberglass beads." Walks into the storeroom. Thirty seconds later, we hear a drop, a bang, and then he runs out, slams the door, screaming at us to not go in there because he had just dropped. Let's call it the box of death. <laughs> and uh, so that's kind of a it's a fun time, but trying to keep everyone safe is definitely at least for me, my top priority. Very good, Aaron. I love the story you had it there. To me, that was probably (laughs) a fun story to relive every now and then. Anytime we bring a new person on the structures, you always tell that story. And it was just like, just me putting on the respirator, going in the room and just making sure like, all right, I got to put the box away, make sure there's no fiberglass beads on the floor, make sure I don't kick it up. So when people try to come through, it's not floating through the air. So it was a lot of thought process and trying to cleaning that up and making sure we could reuse that room so nothing bad else would happen to people. But Anna, I want to go to you. What were some of the challenges that you faced while being on the structures team? Mm, I guess personally at first, since I didn't really know anything about this or like working with building rockets and using um fiberglass or those materials I guess that was kind of a little remembering how to do the things and the steps that was a little challenging at first but I feel like because we have such a good team and they help a lot that was very good and then helped me learn faster than I would have expected to so that was something at first but it doesn't really count (laughs) because it was okay (laughs) um and then I guess there's nothing else besides that, but I guess team-wise, which I don't think this would be a challenge because as Aaron said, we really do find solutions to everything, even if it takes us a while, I guess. Um, when we're removing like body tubes and those type of things, that can be a struggle sometimes, <laughs> but we find funny solutions sometimes or <laughs> we have a good time with it eventually. I guess that's a, I guess that's a perfect segue into the next topic. (laughs) (laughs) So the next topic question is, um, what were some of your favorite moments on structures? Anna, since you you know sort of started this off, I'll let you continue. What was some of your favorite moments on structures so far? So I have like three. Go at it. (laughs) There's a lot, but I'm gonna say three. So I guess it comes down to the challenges we have sometimes. I think those are like some good moments, even if we might not think about it at the moment. But it's like a good team bonding. And we have we come up laughing sometimes at the end, even if we struggle a bit at first. So with the body tubes removing it, either we end up bending stuff more than it we should, <laughs> or <laughs> but it's all good. We end up doing that. <laughs> Or we get locked outside of our place and we need to find a way to get in. I don't know if I should mention that, but yes, that was a fun day. (laughs) And I guess on test days where we launched the rockets, those are really fun. But the past couple of times for our team, our rocket has gone through 
some accidents. So that's been a little sad. But we've always come up good after that. Like we learn a lot from them. Then another moment would be when we're building days are really nice because we put music on and we just talk and we chill. And even if it takes more than an hour, it's so cool to just be with everyone doing that. Yes. And I forgot the last one right now. Uh, I think you listed three, I believe. Aaron, can you confirm that it was three? I think it was three. Yeah. I, I did. Three. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So you're good. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, for you, the same question. Some of your favorite BSLI structures moments. Oh, structures moments. There, there's a lot of good ones. Uh, like Anna said, build days are definitely the top of my list. Uh, it really seems as more, that's something that most other sub teams just don't have. Coming in on a Saturday, especially last year, it was early in the morning, mm-hmm. 10 in the morning, because I made everyone get up. Going out to the CDME, taking that trip, and just spending two hours or so, two, three hours, just grinding out a rocket, which is just satisfying. Like Anna says, we throw in some music, uh, any of those BSLI playlists, uh, <laughs> and we just vibe. We build some rockets, we vibe. Launch days, like Anna said, always great. There's nothing better than standing out in the middle of a, an empty cornfield in February with 20 mile an hour winds or hopefully none just trying to get that rocket assembled as quick as possible integrated and ready to go on the pad because although they're fun days the cold starts wearing on you after a while there's nothing in the cornfield to stop it stop the wind stop the cold but then there are just a lot of fun moments there's a lot of small things across the time things get stressful time to get stressful some nights you're some days you're just happily building a body tube do it in two hours and go home other nights you're spending your halloween writing a pdr (laughs) the night before it's due (laughs) in scott lab and then getting pictures from the next day when your dad shows you that your dog uh had more fun on halloween than you did there's just fun times all over you never know when they're gonna pop up you never remember all of them but I can guarantee you they'll be there. Yeah, for sure. There's For me, there's so many different structure memories too. Mm-hmm. I guess one of the most memorable ones, there's a few that I can say I remember the most, but like I remember one day, I think it was last year, I had to go to a capstone meeting to just try to organize the BSLI capstone and just trying to figure out the team. But they had pizza at this event and literally the entire team, like they had leftover pizza. So we took that pizza, brought it to the CDME and literally gave our team free food at that point. So nothing came out of anybody's budget. So it was like, all right, we're bringing food over. People got their slices. And that was it for that meeting. And people were building, have a great time. I also remember, I think it was Zach who brought in um, pulled pork. And we had that oh. as well. Yes. So it was a lot of different things that the team has gone through. Um, for me, one of my memories that I'll never forget, and Aaron will always make fun of me because of it, during my freshman year, I was working on the nose cone with John Titus, who's an alumni of BSLI. And at the time, he was a senior, and we were working on the nose cone together. Anthony was there. Mackenzie was there. And I think it was Sam James. Those two I just mentioned were also alumni. And I, I guess alumni now. 
But the thing they asked me to do was to get more epoxy because we ran out. So being a freshman like I was, I was like, okay, it's the same container and I should get something that's similar to it. Knowing me, I grabbed the wrong one. So I grab another hardener container that looks exactly like the epoxy. So what I start doing is pumping harder and harder in the same ratios. And voila, you have a harder and harder mixture, which doesn't really do anything. It doesn't care whatsoever. You're just pumping harder and harder just to get more hardener. So it's like nothing really goes wrong. So I was applying, we were applying it to the um, nose cone sheets and we were putting it on. Luckily, John Titus caught it, but we were kind of like six sheets into it and we had to literally scrap those sheets and get a fresh new set. So we can just have our perfect ratio with epoxy and hardener. And that nose cone was finished with the all new right of stuff, but that nose cone could not be used for our test launch. So we had to get some mock-up one and put it on that top as a temporary you know, placeholder. And after we got that done, we got it finished, that nose cone finished, we took it to competition and that rocket ended up coming first place. So when you see our rocket in the Scott Lab basement where it, our storage room is, that rocket's down there. We always take that rocket as a showcase and bring it out places until we get I know, future more rockets, that rocket may be eventually placed in Hitchcock Hall or another one in Scott Lab, depending on where the university will ask to put that rocket. But it'd be nice to see it in, you know, in Scott Lab so we can make like a wall of rockets to make it you know, very unique and jazzy. Another experience that I had, I probably would have to say that it's definitely sanding. You can't forget, you can't leave out sanding. <laughs> Sanding on BSLI structures is like your life and soul after you get everything constructed. You will spend the rest of your spring semester as a sanding wizard and you'll achieve the status of sanding master as well. And you basically learn along the way of how to sand using different grits to make the body tube completely smooth. And it's one of those great experiences where most of your meetings, you just end up spending sanding in the spring semester. I want to go back to Aaron. Have we forgotten any other magical memories on BSLI structures? Uh, I, I was going to try to chime in there with a few sanding memories. Like, uh, for example, last semester when uh, I know there was one night that uh, Pater and I, who was our DPM last year and is our uh, NASA project manager for uh, this current project year, uh, we spent a good time at the CDME sanding just him and I doing body tubes and starting out the nose cone. And we were out there. I think I was out there to at least two in the morning, just sanding. And I caught the last bus coming back. Uh, but thankfully, Joe, our BSLI president this year, was also there. And he stuck with Peter uh, up till three, four in the morning, where he just sent that last time sanding that nose cone till it was smooth. Uh, the, that nose cone, too. Is a funny story. It took us all day to build it. We started building it at about ten o'clock in that ten o'clock in the morning. We all got there, cut out the fiberglass, started prepping the epoxy, prepping the table, the molds, and everything. Uh, waiting for Carly to come and help us because I didn't remember the process the process entirely, and I wanted some help getting it done. So shout out to Carly. She did ninety nine percent of that that nose cone, uh, and we wouldn't have been able to launch without her. But we spent all day doing it, had a similar 
but not as fatal flaw as Trevor, your harder and harder story. Uh, but the sheets were just warped. And so we had to cut new fiberglass. So we balled it all up and we were going to throw it out. And I couldn't remember if it was Carly or New who decided to save it at the last minute. So now we have NASA, NASA nose cone Mark One uh, that is currently chilling in the CDME. It's just a ball of dried out fiberglass. But uh, those are some fun times, and I can't wait to get sanding again. Oh, can't we all wait for more <laughs> sanding? Anna, do you have any, I guess, other BSLI sanding stories that you've been a part of? Um, I don't have sanding stories. All I just right. remember sanding a lot with everyone. Right. I mean, it can, it can be fun times mm-hmm. also if we have music and we talk, but yes. That's um, a perfect segue into my next, you know, wait, question that I did I not. I forgot something. Oh, what you got? Actually, I remember when Aaron said about the fiberglass ball or mm-hmm. what we have. We also have bird, which I forgot about. Oh, bird. The oh, origin bird. story of bird. So Yes. So the origin story of Bird, I forget what year it was created in, but our, pro- our former project manager for Spaceport, Anu, she was the one who origamied it and put, you know, I think um, the hardener and epoxy ratio together to make it and solidify it. And I think that was made, I want to say, I want to say, like, I want to say my freshman year Bird was created. So back in 2017, it's been around here ever since. We've taken it to conferences every now and then. We've mm-hmm. taken it to BSLI outreach events and just showing it off and like saying, here's the cool stuff you can make on BSLI on your side time besides, you know, building rockets and using scrap material that probably won't be ever be used for a rocket, but, you know, you can use it for fun arts and crafts. And that's what, you know, sometimes BSLI structures ends up doing just to use other resources that can't be really used, but put into a fun use. Also, this also kind of triggers a memory with you know fiberglass, the coupler from I guess my sophomore year that took forever to come off and it had <laughs> like 13 wraps of like fiberglass. Mm-hmm. And we literally put it on the medieval contraption, which yes. is our you know body tube rig. A headache. <laughs> aka the headache. Qualify its real name. <laughs> real name. I like the medieval contraption. It just sounds, you know, it's long medieval? and it's perfect for it. <laughs> But, you know, the headache is a proper term for it. And literally, it bent rods. That's how mm-hmm. stuck mm-hmm. on this coupler was. And, it, and, like, I guess it was more the lucky part that this coupler did come off. And we used it for a rocket that ended up getting snapped in half by another coupler. Yes. So, no, I think, no, that one no. ended up going. That one was, we to order, yeah. No, we had yeah. to order a coupler. That, that coupler stayed on the mandrel until I took over the following year. Oh, I thought oh. it came off during Anthony's time. I don't. I really, thought Chandler I was there, and he was the person who also stood on it to make sure the rod didn't bend. We did do I, that, but I'm not sure. I I can't. I believe that I think we didn't get the coupler off until my sophomore year when I took over structures. Gotcha. I had a, uh, we couldn't quite get it off. Oh wait, actually, I might be mixing it up with the body tube. I think we did get it off. Yeah, I think you're right. Actually, I'm mixing it with the body tube. I couldn't get off that. I yeah. tried to remove via a method we will not talk about. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say one word? Yes. What? Pogo stick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. But um, I don't believe we should talk about that one. Oh, I remember. Uh, that, so not only did that coupler uh, from my freshman year 
take forever to get off. My sophomore year last year, we had a uh, a buy tube that just didn't get enough wax, and we it, we broke the clamp before we broke the epoxy. <laughs> it was that was a night to see the disbelief in Harry's eyes when I went, "Oh, we broke the clamp." He was so done <laughs> that night. Also, um, I want to go to um, guess Aaron. I remember you sanding out the centering rings. You you want to go to that story a little bit? Oh, uh, we talking uh, when I had to jury rig a uh, <laughs> a vice grip. Yes. So at the time, we only have one vice grip at the CDME. Something we probably should have more of. But uh, part, we were trying to sand out the middle of the centering rings because they were slightly uh, too small. So I had a Dremel, and the problem was I had a bunch. Of, we only had the one vice uh, one vice grip. So we had a bunch of spare metal lying around and a bunch of clamps. So I grabbed one of the tables and uh, started clamping sheet metal to it to create it to create something tight. And once I finally got something secure there, I took the centering ring and took two more clamps and clamped it between the metal sheets. And only at the time that I started sanding did Nick turn around, look at me, realize what I had done during the time he was sanding, like you know, two or three of the centering ring. I think we had three that night that year. I think he sanded two of them in the time it took me to, you know, set up uh, set up my impromptu vice grip. I tried being stubborn and sticking out with it. It fell apart. I set it back up to take a picture and then admitted my defeat. I walked over to the vice grip. I sanded, sanded it, but that was a fun time. It's one of those little things that, like we said, structures has its way of figuring out problems. They might be convoluted, mm-hmm. but they will get figured out. They will. All right. So the next topic, I love it dearly to my heart, is the music playlist that we play on Build Days. And I want you to go into this one. What were some of your favorite, I guess, moments from the musical playlist that we have on BSLI? moments okay um i mean they're all really good songs like i just like when we all get together and we just start singing off and just dancing (laughs) when we're building stuff and i like when pater's songs sometimes come on which that is very cool (laughs) but yes i just like everything (laughs) about the playlist all righty Aaron, what about you? What are some of your favorite musical moments on BSLI structures? I got I got one, a big one from last year. There's a lot of different podcast or not a lot of different podcasts. There's a lot of different uh, playlists that have been made for mm-hmm. this team over the years. But the classic one the structures has been using is Joe's Spaceships Don't Understand. Mm-hmm. And um so we were doing it once, and we were cracking jokes about the song Stacy's Mom during a, uh, a body tube layup. And so uh, I decided to add it to the playlist, and I texted Joe to say, hey, by the way, I made an edit to your playlist. Like, hey, if you, want, if you want to take it off, take it off. Like, I'm not trying to kill your vibe or anything. But instead, what I got back as a response wasn't a text to say, hey, take that out of the, play- take that out of the playlist. It was a response to check the description. Because the description at the start of that day was the official, the unofficial, official, the official unofficial playlist of the Buckeye Space Launch Initiative. 
And when it ended, it had that whole first sentence. But the final sentence now stood. Now with 100% more Stacy's mom. Which <laughs> made me laugh. And it's still like that to this day. So mm-hmm. gotta have a sense of humor if you're gonna be if you're gonna be on this team. It's, a, it's definitely a requirement. <laughs> yeah, because I know on Spaceport structures, one of the nose cone I think was called Stacy at some point. So Really? Yeah, so if you go in the CDME, I think on the current, I guess, spaceport rocket that they're building, on blue masking tape, it says Stacy yeah. on it. Oh. So it's one of those unique things that structures always ends up naming different mm-hmm. parts of the rocket and just makes it, you know, more vibrant and unique and giving it a personality. Because I know some of our rockets in the past, you know, I guess what it was like, I know for my, I guess, I guess more on the lines of my sophomore year, we ended up calling that what, BFIO. Mm-hmm. as the heavy uh, version of io for yeah. my freshman year and then it just ended up going into you know what was the what last year's last rocket? year was beef master 2 the bovine boogaloo and then the <laughs> one before that was beef master. master yeah and then i think no actually it was actually the michigan ohio state score oh we did have yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. what we ended up naming yeah, yeah. Final score 6239 that's it yeah yes and then we launched it and then the rest of that rocket is history. <laughs> I swear to God, we will never fly that flywheel again. I don't yeah. want it. Okay, it's crashed, I see. It crashed twice that year. <laughs> it crashed last year. It's done. Four times the charm, Aaron. Four times the charm. Four no. times, yes. yes. Bad luck. No, if we're talking about bad luck, it all started my freshman year where we were vacuum bagging, um, I guess, the fens. And preparing for that up but we didn't really scrape the glass so we vacuum bag the proper glass and we shattered the glass and that's how we Ooh. got seven years of bad luck on bsli what did so, you, you know. do <laughs> so now we are on like only you know year four of this bad luck and you know bad luck actually does exist now because you know we had rockets that weren't successful now we're in a pandemic so thank you to you know my freshman year for cursing everybody <laughs> So we have three I'm more years for this pandemic now. <laughs> so we have three more years of bad oh, luck on BSI oh. now. <laughs> Someone so, has to do something that is really lucky. How do you counter out bad luck? Well, you know, you're lucky rabbit. You go to frat heaven. Oh, frat heaven's a different story, <laughs> Aaron. <laughs> you cannot leave for that just yet. You're still paying your dues. Oh, wow. I thought my dues were one year as a structure's lead. <laughs> oh, that is very true. But Aaron, you're me. You're going to replace what I'm doing. Yes. At some point in time. <laughs> oh, man. I guess, you know, my next question is my favorite question. What was your favorite component to build? Anna, I'll start with you. What was your favorite component to build on structures? That's hard. I mean, I, I really like all of them, but I think that the nose cone is my favorite one to build. Like, I don't know, it's hard, but I like it because it's hard. I don't know, it's cool. And you get to do the vacuum bag thing, which you don't really get to do for a lot of the other parts. And I just, I don't know, I think it's cool to do that part. Even though we have to remake it sometimes. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Aaron, what about you? What is, what is your favorite component to build? Up until last year, I would say I wasn't really sure. But after the uh, the full day extravaganza that saw us building a nose cone, 
trashing a nose cone, going out for lunch, coming back, building another nose cone that would turn out to be the best we've ever made with BS Alive, mm-hmm. according to a new and Carly. So I will take that. Uh, I'd say it's now the nose cone. That whole day gave me new, much more newfound respect for that component and the struggle we go through to build it mm-hmm. and the work it takes. Uh, that one definitely takes the cake, but um, th- there's not a bad job. Least favorite thing, though, anything I have to make from wood because going into Knowlton is just obnoxious. Valid, valid one. Those sitting centering, rings are always a pain. rings, fins. If it involves me walking into Knowlton, count me out. Take that as a mental note, everybody. He's <laughs> not going back to Knowlton. <laughs> I'll I'll do it this year because I have to. But I mean, I I actually like going into that building to the the woodshop place. I did it the year I joined. I think that's also why I like the nose cone. So the year I joined, I went with Anthony to make the mold for the nose cone, and I thought that was pretty cool. We spent a long time there, so I guess I guess that's why. Mm-hmm. A woodshop in the basement's fine. It's just trying to get up to <laughs> the third floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, for anyone that's listening that doesn't know, Knowlton is entirely done by ramp. Yeah. So you have to just keep walking and walking for eternity until you finally find the uh, the laser cutting lab, which is just tucked into uh, a corner. So mm-hmm. that's that's more where my struggle's coming from. I see. I haven't been there. Okay. <laughs> yeah, for me, I, I've i been to that part. And yeah, I have some stories with Nolan as well. I remember my freshman year cutting out centering rings. I think the second, either first or second time with James. And we were holding, like we were, you know, with the rings, you can, you know, stack them together, show them off like as Olympic rings. We showed it mm-hmm. off as an Olympic rings. It fell out of our hands. And it drops through all the ramps oh. <laughs> and goes all the way down to the first floor. <laughs> and like we said, oh, snap, we got to go on the elevator to get it. And we uh-huh. hop on the elevator, come all the way down. As soon as we get off the elevator, there's a guy holding one of our sitting rings. He'd be like, <laughs> did you lose one of these? And be like, yes. <laughs> so Nolan has its magical moments at BSLI. And it's a great place to study because there's a lib- the architecture library there. So when things go back to normal, it's a great spot to study as also the gardens out there as well. And you can look down at this special circle that you can look at. So that's always a great spot. But for me, my favorite component of the rocket has to be the body tube. It's very therapeutic when, you know, you're putting the epoxy on, you're, you're, you know, rubbing the body tube and just, you know, getting that nice texture, that nose coating. And everyone will agree with you. It's very the- therapeutic. You ask the personal structures, what do you like doing for certain layups is the body tube because it's that nice, soothing, relaxing. You put some nice music on and boom, you're set. The only time music gets really intensified is sanding because I sand it through the fire and the flames. <laughs> and do. that was the most intense <laughs> sanding I've ever done on BS Live. Was so funny. It was like the fastest going <laughs> for no reason. But like if you sand to a beat of a song, it makes yes. sanding a lot better. It does. This year will feature Darude Sandstorm. Oh my gosh. 
Oh, Aaron, I finally do know what your your question you asked me on last, I guess, two Saturdays ago. Can you do to the WAP? I, Can I, you I, do the WAP? Yeah. Yes. And I literally, the first thing after that comment, I was like, okay, what's he talking about? So later that night, I went home. I was just sitting in my room, like lying on my bed. And the thing that popped in my mind at that point in time was like, he's talking about my doo-wop playlist. I thought I told you I was talking about. <laughs> and that's, I was like, wow, maybe should I text up? Like, nah, nah, nah. When I do the podcast with him, I'll let him know. So I'm letting you know, I finally figured it out, Aaron. It took me two weeks, but in reality, it took me a one week to figure it out or an, an extra day. No, I got your question. Yes, I can. <laughs> All righty, because that's a great way to, you know, end our lovely discussion. Yes. Aaron, do you have any closing remarks that you would like to tell our lovely Rocketeers on this recording of the BSLI Structures Edition for NASA? I want to thank the, anybody. I want to thank everybody for listening. And I only got one more thing to say. Structures team, best team. Good answer. Good answer. Yeah, good. <laughs> Anna, what about you? Any final closing remarks? Um, also, thank you to everyone that's listening. And if you haven't been to any of our build days, you should come. If we don't have 10 people, and <laughs> you should definitely come to the test launches. They're super cool if you haven't been before. And uh, yes, Structures team is best team. Yes. <laughs> All righty. Before I close out, I'll give some a few announcements. We have our Blaze Pizza fundraiser coming up on our weekly Mondays. So it's from four to seven. And this week, we are going to have some Frisbee action before we go to Blaze and get some pizza. So get some of that team bonding in. So it's going to be a message out in Slack. So make sure you keep your eyes on Slack. Also, our teams, we have build, I guess, team meetings throughout the week. And I believe Spaceport meets us at 630 on Wednesday. Our liquid team meets on 3 p.m. on Sundays. And NASA, I believe, is on Mondays from 7.30? Tuesdays. Tuesdays on 7.30. So thank you for the correction, guys. But that will do it for us today on the BSLI podcast. Thank you so much. I want to thank our sponsors, you know, contribute to BSLI, supporting us during this pandemic and just being supportive, I guess, groups of people and organizations. I also want to thank our alumni who tune in and give us feedback on how we improve on our PDRs and CDRs. I also want to thank everyone who tuned in for our, our PDR for Spaceport. It was a great showing with our alumni and also people from industry coming in. Great and fantastic. Thank you all for tuning in for that. And I also want to thank our Rocketeers who also, you know, support our podcast and are the backbone to this team. Without you guys, this team would never be existed. No organization without you guys. So I want to thank you guys so much. And our final, you know, sign off, you know, for our, this episode. And remember, stay safe, wash your hands, wear your mask, and go Bucks! Mm-hmm.